0: Don't say that nothing significant can happen in the earliest stages of a spring training. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates coming to you from Bradenton, Florida. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. But my brain is all baseball on this particular assignment that tends to be how I do things in general on this job when I go somewhere I stay 100% focused on that subject and man I have got to share with you on a personal level yesterday was just a joy purely from the professional standpoint it was the first time that locker rooms were open to reporters In any of the three sports that I cover, and that's thanks to Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball Players Association, Baseball Writers Association of America, and of course the Pirates themselves. And I am here to attest and to remind that there is only one way to do this job. And boy, did I feel that all through the morning and the afternoon. Talking to, and I'm talking about it, intense, one-on-one, some of them significantly long conversations with at least a half dozen players. Uh, One of the pitching coaches, the general manager, one of the team's announcers, and they always have insight that you might not get somewhere else. It's just talking, 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 and all Baseball and all here in a spring training setting, followed by going out onto the field, which my original understanding was that we still weren't going to be allowed to do that. And even that was permitted during a live batting practice, some infield practice, some outfield shagging and so forth. There for all of it, talking to these people like they're humans and vice versa. For the first time in far too long, and being what I've always been, meaning a reporter my whole life, I wasn't going to bypass the opportunity to try to find out absolutely as much as I could about what seems to be issue number one for the fan base at the moment, and that's the status of Brian Reynolds and whether or not the pirates are trying to trade him, whether or not they might trade him, whether it's realistic or not. And that was what I focused on in at least some of this dialogue. And I came away one hundred percent certain. And I mean one hundred, one zero, zero percent certain It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And you're going to ask, where did you hear that? What are your sources and whatever? Even those of you who know better are going to ask that. And that's just not the way things work in this particular occupation. But I can share with you that if You'd heard exactly what I heard from exactly whom I heard it. You'd be right at the same percentage with your own certainty. Reynolds isn't going anywhere. There is a belief in this organization And I hope you'll trust me that it's not something that they put out for PR purposes or anything like that. They're actually not like that. Out of Pittsburgh's three teams, they are the least PR-focused or PR-concerned by a mile. It's not even close. But there's a belief, and a real one, that things are on the upswing. And yeah, I know. It was 101 losses, so you would hope that there'd be an upswing. But they see something special coming over the horizon. They see something in their system, and they're obviously not alone since they're being rated uh, universally among the top five. Uh, Some analysts and outlets have them higher than that, so it's not like they're making it up. They do have... A lot of young talent doesn't mean it's all going to get to Pittsburgh, doesn't mean it's all going to make it unscathed, but there's a lot of it. And if you have people that you have faith in to engineer that development, to nurture those players as they move up the ladder, then you can just start counting numbers. You know what I mean? You can start saying, all right, we might not get, I don't know, four quality major league pitchers out of this whole bunch. But if we've got 16 of them who are on a realistic trajectory or have that kind of raw ability, yeah, I mean, it's one out of four. We think we can pull this off. It's that sort of thing. It's the first rounders that are working their way up. It's the Nick Gonzalez. It's the Henry Davis where you can look at them and say, look, I mean, they would really have to fall on their faces to not make it to Pittsburgh. Let's just try to ensure that they get here in good shape. And as such, they see Reynolds as being part of that, as they should. Because not only do they currently, right now, own his rights for the next four years, By the way, I'll bet almost everyone who complains about Reynolds' status and how he's about to be dumped off has no idea that his rights are retained for four more years. But he's here. Kebrian Hayes is here. And both of them, in addition to O'Neal Cruz and Ronzi Contreras and everybody else that you can throw into this mix is here for that same span, which includes when these other arrivals are due to make it to the North Shore. So he fits, Reynolds does. I had a brief talk with him yesterday in the clubhouse, and I'd like to think over the span of my career that I've become at least decent at determining when somebody's BSing me. And when somebody's being straight, my sense from Reynolds has always been, and I've shared this with you, and I'm going to reiterate it with gusto here today after speaking with him again, and that's that this player wants to be in Pittsburgh. He wants to get a long-term extension and stay in Pittsburgh. It takes two to do that. But I also know for a fact that Pittsburgh wants to make that happen and expects to make that approach. That is not a player who's being traded. When we come back, just a question. Time for J1Q. Today's comes from Cott, who asks today on while you're down there in Florida, please ask Bob why they haven't done anything to fortify the pitching staff yet. They don't have enough arms to make it through a season, let alone avoid a 100 losses again. And I assume when you're saying Bob, you're referring to Bob Nutting, who would of course have absolutely nothing to do with fortifying the pitching staff. I, I want to say something here. The first thing is I appreciate, and I say this all the time, but I mean it every single time, everyone who listens to this show, regardless of your viewpoint on baseball or the Pirates or Nutting or Charrington or Shelton or anything, okay? I am grateful to have the listeners that I do to this daily program. I am also grateful for the constant flow that comes in of these just one question entries. But there's a reason that I have them at the end of every show. And the main reason is because I never want it to become just me. You know what I mean? I want to hear stuff back. I want to react to what it is that you want to hear. The moment you just sit there and just record it, your own thoughts into eternity, you're risking losing a connection. You're risking just kind of becoming your own echo chamber. I don't want to do that. So now that I've got that out of the way, man, can we please get to a higher level of discourse about this baseball team than to think that the owner is managing the pitching staff. I actually had a laugh about that with someone down here yesterday. Just that very thing, how when there's a terrible pitching change that Shelton will make, and you know what I'm talking about. Like, he'll just, everything will go wrong. It might not even be his fault. It might just be that the relievers blew it, so we all point to the manager whatever. You will still see on social media probably about three quarters of all of the complaints and all of the criticism go at the owner. Now, look, I get it. He's cheap, okay? Everyone's made their point on this front. But getting into whether or not he's arranging the pitching staff or go ask Bob, you know what? There are radio stations that would love to take that call. Because that's the only thing they can offer you back about the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. There's a reason I'd like to think that people listen to this podcast when it comes to the Pirates. And that's because, A, they'd hope, and I hope, that I'd be shooting straight regardless of whether it's praise or criticism. Because what would it be to me in one direction or the other? And two, because I'm at least making an effort to find stuff out. I didn't fly down here and give up my week at home with my family so that I could throw back at you a a bunch of random hot takes and retreads that you hear on radio, meaning the concepts, just so that I can get a yeah, harumph out of the group that's listening. No, thanks, man. I came down here to find out everything that I could find out. That was the work that I put in here yesterday. So if you have a question that you want to ask me about the makeup of this pitching staff, I have all kinds of wonderful answers that I could give you based on very real conversations that I had face-to-face with very real people down here, none of whom were the owner who wasn't here and who probably wasn't sitting back at 115 Federal trying to diagram the makeup of the starting rotation. I'm going to stop here before I get myself in trouble if I haven't done so already. I do appreciate the question and all questions. I just hope for a higher level of discourse when we're talking about this stuff that interests all of us. Let's do another one of these tomorrow.